0: Meanwhile, Rowdy is screaming like he's the female in a porno, just, oh,
1: oh yes. ah, Dave, you completely you, cut out. You, you need
2: to do that again.
1: Uh, oh, yes, Dada! Ah. cut out again. All
0: right, apparently my porno scream is not getting picked <laughs> up.
1: It is Discord by your neighbors, for sure. Happen. Been alone for months Sorry, upstairs, and all of a never. sudden you're
3: oh. <laughs> there are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Uh-huh. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey is that
2: a blow out? and juice wait you mean juice no it's just a guy on a skateboard
3: you might notice that we sound different still the coronavirus has us recording remotely we hope that everybody is healthy and safe every week one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme this week was juice's turn dave what's this month's theme
0: This month our theme is Destination shitty cinema. We are looking for the absolute worst in the absolute best places that we can go to because we've all been locked in our homes for a very long time now. And just, I just want to see a beach. I'm not sure it's a real thing anymore. So we've been to a number of different beautiful locations. We're closing out the month.
2: Juice, what did you bring for us? Oh, this week, I went back to the year of my birth, 1987, with a wonderful trip, and it's a really hard ticket to Hawaii.
3: (laughs) I
1: see what you did there. It's so hard. Such
2: a hard ticket. Great movie, by the way. I know this this isn't the first time that I've seen this. I've seen it on multiple occasions after my first.
0: This is somebody we've seen previously this month, Andy Sedaris, in his 3Bs series. Babes, bombs, and bullets, baby.
3: Yeah. Juice, you were pumped about Hard Ticket to Hawaii, and I think that means you should give us an elevator pitch. Oh, no. Remember back in the day when you were a skateboarder?
2: Oh, yeah. Great times.
3: Well, you're on the streets of Hawaii now, on your skateboard with a blow-up doll. Just, you uh, know, minding mm-hmm. your own business.
2: And this is supposed to be surprising. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a comfort yeah. so, blanket.
3: Right, and Uh you're doing some spins when a nice couple of gentlemen hit you with their jeep, flinging your body into the air. In the ten seconds before you're shot with a bazooka, sell us on this movie.
2: Two attractive 80s blondes stumble upon some drug diamonds before promptly taking off their clothes and murdering the drug boss and all of his henchmen.
3: Seven seconds. Very nice. Well done, Juice. I feel like you really captured the spirit. Yeah, everything that mattered.
2: Yeah, I you mean. Forgot about the snake, though. There was a snake. Well, Casey, um, as my body is fleeing down from the sky and burning piles of human torches and glitter, you didn't realize that I actually just got shot in midair because there's a snake that just latched onto your leg. So, with venom coursing through your veins and my body parts now pelting you from the sky, why don't you sell us on this movie?
1: What do you get when you take eight boobs, six man boobs, a bazooka, and some baby oil? Hard ticket to Hawaii, just when you thought it was safe to pee.
0: I'm glad YouTube powered through that, because I was having a hard time dealing with Casey with a snake latched onto her leg as juice jibs just <laughs> rained down upon her. It was the choice of pelting. Pelting was what really put it over the edge.
1: Okay, before we get too deep into a plague of locusts or a plague of juice parts raining down on us, Jay, pull the reins back and walk us through the movie that shitty cinema watched.
3: All right. Ooh. The film begins in beautiful Hawaii Ooh. with Donna and Taryn, our main characters, played by two Playboy Playmates. I mean, seems like a win to me. Really set in the town. They work for the agency, which is their wannabe spy name for the Molokai Cargo Company. Anyway, loaded with cargo bound for a private island, they accidentally intercept a shipment of diamonds that belongs to local drug lord Seth, a buff generic evil boss who kills people but is also hard to kill.
1: I'm pretty sure that no one named Seth has ever held a managerial position. I've never seen one <laughs> at least, to be is, honest. Is
3: that what it, is, is that a Can like a middle n- manager crime boss?
1: No, no. Uh, have you ever known a Seth with like authority?
3: Not, not really, no.
1: Okay, point that taken. Seems,
3: this, this anecdotal evidence seems sufficient, absolutely. No, Seth is the
0: assistant to the manager, not the <laughs> assistant manager.
1: And even okay, when gotcha. he's like, hey, you gotta go move those drugs, you're like, fuck off, Seth. Tell your boss to call me.
3: Shut up. <laughs> Unbeknownst to the ladies, their shipment also contains a crate labeled Caution Danger Radioactive Death Snake.
1: Just let that sink in. Okay, I hate it. <laughs> but thank you for being very precise Wait, about it? what's in the box. Was well, it... okay. I the, it was sign the, yeah, the sign said
3: caution. The sign right. said caution, danger, contaminated. But it was, it did contain a radioactive death snake. So I feel like it's accurate. Radioactive death snake. Seth and his goons recover one box of diamonds from Donna and Taryn. However, the second is missing. Before they can get the location out of Taryn, the snake escapes, and Seth gets shot in the face by Donna during the chaos. This is not
1: allegory. This is
3: real. (laughs) We're not making like sexual
1: innuendos, but it could be. I mean, use your imagination.
3: He doesn't die. Donna and Taryn partner up with their friend Edie, played by another Playboy playmate, who calls in two DEA agents, Rowdy and Jade. Rowdy is the Tonto to Jade's Lone Ranger. And the pair get attacked on arrival by a skateboarder with a blow-up doll.
2: As you do. Yeah. I mean, I love <laughs> my blow-up dolls.
1: Yeah. He, you know what? He's not bothering anybody. Yeah. He wants to fuck that thing, let him fuck it. Just don't do it at the park in front of the kids.
0: He's not going to fuck it. It's just got a lot of place like he needs somewhere for his phone and somewhere for his <sighs> keys and a water like bottle. Lars and
1: the real girl? Like it wasn't for sex, it was for emotional Ryan Gosling?
2: <laughs> well, and storage. You know how hard it is to keep a rifle up your ass?
1: When
3: Rowdy and Jake call Edie for help, she gets abducted. So they end up hooking up with Donna and Taryn in more ways than one.
1: You know, I've always been a a practicer of if someone asks you to do something you don't want to do, Mm do it so bad they'll never ask you to do it again. (laughs) So, like, the next time someone wants me to pick them up from the airport, I'm just going to get abducted so they never feel comfortable asking me again. (laughs) That's a really aggressive strategy. Hey, can you pick up your daughter from work? Yeah, of course. (coughs) Do we have 10 grand liquid? Just asking. For a friend. For a friend. So
0: (laughs) when you heard this do it so bad, they'll never ask you again. You really went scorched earth to where like, I don't even want them to say the word airport around me.
3: (laughs) Seth seems to know the every move of the new team up, and they discover that a mole works at Edie's restaurant. Mole, no, Casey, mole, not like the fuzzy little animal.
1: Oh, those are so cute. Yeah, this is
3: a person that that like rats on them to other people
1: to the bad guys. That's how Seth literally did
2: you know? though. I mean, I'll be honest. He looks like a mole of a human.
1: Uh, ah! No, Michelle was fine as.
2: Fuck. No, Michelle was fine. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not the most attractive person, but if you give me some makeup and allow me to shave my beard, I'll tell you what. I can fucking got it going, baby. Oh
3: shit.
0: In drag. Okay, but when he took it all off and was just when he was just rocking the fryer tuck, like mm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, no.
2: Fucking take care of that horseshoe motherfucker.
1: Michelle in the streets fryer fryer tuck in the sheets was not doing it for me. <laughs> Michelle was fine until she took her wig off and I was like, "Oh, Michael, just shave it off." So
3: so if you haven't put it together, Michelle is the mole who dressed up as a in drag was actually a man spying for Seth.
2: She did have this really cool like fucking earpiece she plugged onto the side of the phone.
1: Oh yeah, and it's 1987, <laughs> 80, yeah, 87. Yeah. The earrings are fucking huge. You could definitely mm. hide a Bluetooth headset in any earring at any time.
3: <laughs> Using information on a VHS recorded by Donna, Taryn gives Rowdy a fucking brilliant idea. What's that? They get some creative weaponry, and they decide to storm Seth's mansion. A firefight ensues until Donna, Taryn, Jade, and Rowdy all come out on top. Eh? Of course.
2: Yeah, no, eh? I mean. Edie. Eh? <laughs> like Seth. They though. save
3: Edie, and they even arrest Seth's boss, Mr. Chang, who we've seen for less than 20 seconds in two other scenes. With the bad guys all dead, the good guys make plans to pick up the missing diamonds, but Taryn points out she's a civilian, and you know she's the only one left alive who knows where the diamonds are. So, like, if the DEA doesn't know, even though those are her friends, right? She could just keep the diamonds and then share all the money with everybody legally, because because that's how legal loopholes work, I assume. But please don't take your legal advice from a podcast about shitty movies.
1: Is that what a super pack is? Yes. Yeah, I probably. don't. Is it?
3: <clears throat> sure.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yes!
3: Casey figured it I out. I nailed it! Yeah.
2: Actually, I really wanted to see the second movie where she has to go back and find that because, yeah, sure, she knows where it's at, but who knows? if somebody else find it? Did an animal critter grab it? Or <gasps> shit's got overgrown? Like, no. We need her to take her top off and walk through the fucking jungle for about 90 minutes in order to find this missing pack of
1: diamonds. Jay. You duck-dodged and dove your way through that plot like a stoner upside down on a skateboard with a blow-up doll, and I appreciate (laughs) you for that. (laughs) But I feel like you didn't focus enough on the incredible weapons we had in this film. That was the the main draw, other than... The eight fake boobs. What?
2: Yeah. No, yeah. No. I feel like
0: no. draw. I feel like that's
1: the adult version of like eight crazy nights. Like, okay, son, you watch eight this one. Titties. I'm going upstairs to watch this weird Jewish porn. Eight big boobs. Um. No, but okay.
3: I think that okay. That's a hard transition. I hate- <laughs> I didn't follow
0: any of that.
1: <laughs> so this is a Eight crazy nights, porn. eight big boobs. You're focusing on the wrong fucking thing, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ, keep up. Am I? Anyway. It, one of the key elements of this film was the overuse of a fucking bazooka.
3: <laughs> We're just going to throw it out there. Really?
1: I mean, yeah. the guy you the man using it says you know i can't hit a moving target unless it's with a bazooka yeah. well i sure hope the fuck so if you can't hit it with anything else and he carries <laughs> it everywhere it's everywhere yeah, he well, shot he it
2: inside twice
0: bazooka has hard air <laughs> yeah. quotes on it by the way it's four pvc pipes that somebody
2: sprayed black what
3: no david i, 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 I I really
1: thought that was a bazooka. That was expensive. Wow. Didn't you
2: see the missiles in the end of the tubes? That was right. real, man. Yeah. yeah, those were legit looking.
1: And they uh, flew out of
3: there like real rockets. And exploded. the explosions? With glitter? Real
0: fucking bazookas <laughs> this shoot a, glitter. This was a great bazooka, though, considering that it could, number one, track a... Considering that it could, number one, track a blow-up doll in the air, they don't have body heat, so I don't know what it was picking up on. <laughs>
3: He's got skills, dude.
1: I mean, that creepy skateboard guy had been holding it really close, so it had some residual body heat.
3: And he shot that first.
1: Number
0: two, it's got variable explosive settings, apparently, because we see it both destroy an entire helicopter and just like punch a guy through a wall without really blowing anything
1: up. Yeah, Yeah, no, you just dial the pressure down like a paintball. Right, And just
2: blows only the head off of a snake. (laughs) Just the head. (laughs) Yeah. The rest of the body is still intact.
1: You know, snake brains are really light. I mean, it was a big snake. Okay, if you don't believe in the bazooka, Mr. Ching's katanas were real at the end. Yeah, but he uses them wrong. He throws <laughs> it like a, like, like a fucking spear. Like he was trained wrong on purpose? I don't... Yeah, probably. Okay, but they were too far away. If he rushed him, he would have gotten shot by Donna's giant Clint Eastwood fucking gun that was ridiculous. Like a handheld Magnum. sawed-off shotgun.
2: So her man beside her pulls out this German World War II Walter and is like, yeah, I'm going to do something. And she pulls out this 500 Magnum. Like...
1: Like, his looked like a normal gun, and it made hers look like Yosemite Sam fucking large. It just was like, okay, that would snap your wrist. No, I was going
2: to say, the only fucking way that she's going to be able to shoot that thing is if she puts it between her tits. That's probably the only support that's going to be able to fire it.
1: Remember we saw her tit scar in uh, Do or Die?
2: Oh, you're right. Everybody, you're oh my
1: right. god. her in Do or Die? Yes.
0: All the playmates in these are starting to run together. You could,
1: <laughs> nobody Wait. could tell Donna and Taryn apart, I'm sure, for the whole movie, but they stopped admitting it at about mm, an hour in. It's those
3: 80s hairdos.
1: It's, oh Big tits, little tits. Come on. Yeah, but,
0: actually, that was the only time I could tell them apart is when they had their tops <laughs> off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big tits, little tits.
0: Oh, yeah. Donna had a ninja star in her. It was Taryn.
1: Yeah, Taryn, one of them. <laughs> whatever.
0: Taryn had a ninja star in her fucking cowboy boot.
1: But only one.
0: Yeah, So like that, that disturbed me because they clearly established that none of these women are wearing any form of underwear. And so obviously <laughs> they don't have socks in their boots either, hey, that's right?
1: It's cutting the shit out of your ankle, girl. Yeah,
0: she's just got a loose throwing star in her fucking boot.
1: You also have a hundred sweat blisters on your feet because it's humid as shit in that's Hawaii. True. That's true. Why would you not wear socks with fucking cowboy boots? Why would you wear oh god,
0: boots? I'm picturing just my bare feet in a boot with a fucking knife in there,
3: and it's just
1: Speaking I need to shower. Smell. Ow, ow! You know, after after Donna fucked her hand up from catching a knife in the most literal way possible, she did have some tiger claws that you saw one other time. I think they only had one of those too. Because she had him on her palm, but we saw him earlier in the film when Jade was strapping him on his knuckles and told his opponent that life's a bitch and then you die. And then we had a pretty limptic tiger claw fight.
2: I mean, come on though, you gotta give it some credit. It was the best fight of the movie, like when it comes to any <laughs> physical altercation.
1: Mm, was
3: it? I know, was that is that even meaningful in this movie? We'll have to agree
1: to disagree.
2: There was no other fights, really. There was no—I mean, you had Chang throwing his fucking katana, like that's I not even fucking airplane.
1: Yeah, that was sick as fuck. To be honest, it's just—I mean, honestly, you don't what? have time to run across the it, room what? to stab him. That's your last line of defense. I don't know. Would you rather get tiger clawed to death, or would you rather get stabbed in the heart with a fucking harpoon? I would don't you like
3: either option.
1: Can I opt out of this?
0: Yeah, I mean, if I got a pick, I'll take the tiger claw. That's probably not going to... Maybe if you hit a vein or something, but...
1: Well, that's how Seth kind of goes out. First, he takes a harpoon to the chest after he's been stabbing apart Donna's (laughs) blinds and she's really pissed about it. She takes 20 minutes to assemble a harpoon gun while he's stabbing the closet and ends up shooting him point blank in the chest because I feel like... Maybe Seth was Donna's Moby Dick. That was the person she shot in the face earlier and was super, oh, yeah, and, and really was not super killing him. hardcore. She had it in for this dude. And so it wasn't
2: she, Moby Dick. It was Moby Dick.
1: Moby oh, He was a Moby Dick. He was. What do you think is more unrealistic, snapping a harpoon off in your chest or pulling a grenade pin with your teeth? Ooh. A
2: harpoon. I've pulled grenade pins. They're not that difficult to pull.
1: With your teeth? I'm not I mean, it would be, be uncomfortable,
2: pull. but he snapped a metal fucking pole in half. Like you, you cannot just...
1: pull a fucking grenade with your teeth unless you want your to te- no unless you want your teeth to go with it. This was a paid sponsorship by Fix Dent. If you want to throw your grenades right, you need to be Fix Dent tight, bitch.
0: Okay, but. Maybe you can't actually pull a grenade pin with your teeth, but we've been letting action movies get away with that fucking one for a long time now. It upsets me cool. every it's time.
1: Fine. I'm mad every time they do it. Every fucking time they do it. Hate it.
0: I did you have a grandfather who like left a tooth in Korea or something? <laughs>
1: It bothers me in every movie I watch when they grenade pin pull with the teeth. Like
3: It really isn't possible.
1: Ugh, it makes my teeth hurt. Like When you click your teeth together unintentionally or like underbite, ugh, it just makes me feel super uncomfortable. Hate it. Trigger warning. I mean, if
2: you think pulling a pin with your teeth is hard enough, imagine trying to throw a frisbee with razor blades on it.
0: Ooh, okay, yeah, that was in this.
1: <laughs> okay. And
0: there's a slow motion shot of him throwing the Frisbee, and it made me so nervous.
1: Let me up the ante with, is it worse to throw the Frisbee with the razor blades or catch the motherfucker? Because Catch it, clearly. You got to, you got to, like, Clam catch it, top and bottom only, and you better be fucking accurate. Don't be getting it with your fingers,
3: or don't get your wrist fucking caught up in there, or your fucking forearm.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Shades, one of the bad guys, whose only distinguishing feature was giant mirrored sunglasses and a shit ton of thick blonde nose hair. <laughs>
2: hey, he also had an Uzi.
1: Uh, he did have an Uzi. He always played with, you know, he played Frisbee with this random local girl and he would catch one hand and his other hand was always on his Uzi because, you know, he is on the clock. percent.
3: He's, he's a responsible.
1: He was employee of the month two years ago. OK, I don't want to brag anyway. So what was uh Roy Siegfried and Roy's name? Square face motherfucker.
3: Jade and uh, Rowdy. Rowdy. Rowdy, rowdy was the...
1: So Rowdy devises a plan how to kill shades of, hey, I'm going to make this razor blade frisbee and then swap out the frisbees when he's playing with the local girl. What? So he comes in, dick swinging like, hey, you don't want to play frisbee with a dude? Why don't we just like, toss some frisbees? Like, oh man, you got a good whip, but can you catch this? And once he get them all piped up, he switches them out and Shades goes to catch the frisbee, instead loses three fingers and half his fucking neck blood.
3: (laughs) But it looks like the fucking frisbee is being held against his neck by him.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I can't believe you would even accuse him of that. (laughs) This is SAG award winner Shades. I mean, these are just
0: normal razor blades that were pushed through the edge of a plastic frisbee. I don't know how hard he hucked that thing to make it chop a man's fingers off.
3: Three of them.
1: Don't worry, you're not always going to get death from above via frisbee. You don't know, it could come from below, like a giant snake exploding out of your toilet when you try to flush it. (laughs) Oh!
3: (laughs) Always, always,
1: always, always check your toilet before you flush. Because that's- hiring a plumber is mighty expensive when a contaminated snake explodes out of it once or twice in a month. Like, this is my mom's legitimate biggest fear, and she always checks for alligators. I need to tell her about snakes, too.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you lived in Florida, sure, an alligator can come through your toilet, but that's really? not Now that a meth
1: alligator can come through your toilet. That's a mal- alligator? real. A malligator? Meth alligator. Malligators.
3: Hold on. Hold on. Can-, can alligators really come up through toilets like that?
1: I mean, if you try flushing them because the DEA is knocking on your door, yeah, they can come back up. They don't. I don't think they just Harry Potter their way through it. But I'm it's like I don't small,
2: know. like small alligators can. Like baby alligators. I'm not
1: alligators. A herpetologist, so I can't tell you. I'm three credits away from that degree.
0: I'm pretty sure I have seen at least one snake come up through a toilet.
1: A snake's not an alligator. I know that was on
0: Reddit at some point
1: alligators got fucking legs and like shoulders they got a smush unless that alligator is Dustin from stranger things and has like no collarbones or whatever they're not getting up through a fucking toilet unless they're very small
2: that's what i'm saying there are small alligators so is your argument
0: that your mother should not be scared of alligators in her toilet but she should be scared of snakes in her toilet
1: yeah i should i should show her that clip from hard ticket to hawaii and let her know that it's a documentary
0: Mom, your fear's not rational. Here's a rational fear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That that snake was slinking around all over the place. He was in boxes. He was in vents and shit. And he's what finally killed Seth. I mean, Seth was asking for it. Snake to the face. Jazz hands. Snake to the face. He also killed
2: two innocent tourists.
1: Okay, I would say one of them is innocent, one of them's not. The husband, <laughs> listen. Okay. This gets me riled the fuck up. Yeah. There's a married couple that Taryn and Donnan are flying on their plane and like, hey, check out all these cool sites. We'll fly to the island. Let's know if you need anything. Bye. And the couple are like fucking around all day on the beach and like, hey, this is so cool. But while they're in the airplane, this cheap ass piece of shit husband (laughs) paid for a private plane to fly over the islands and is taking pictures with a fucking polaroid camera do you know who uses polaroid cameras criminals criminals that don't want to be traced okay it's 1987
2: though i mean
1: yeah but everybody still had a real camera too if you can afford to I fly to Hawaii. going to
2: dispute
1: that. No. no, no, no. If you're going on your honeymoon and you have the money to okay. fly to Hawaii, stay to Hawaii, okay. charter a private plane, and you're like, oops, I ran out in the last hundred bucks. Looks like we're going to eat nothing and use this $8 Polaroid camera.
3: Polaroid cameras were a lot more than $8 Honey, Lee, right. He's like, going
1: to ruin your fucking credit. You need like, to I'm- go. I'm just saying the I'm pretty sure my family
3: I
0: know for a fact actually, my family was using disposable cameras way past yes. the point we had fucking video cameras. I still right.
1: have one in my desk right behind me. <laughs> I'm saying Polaroid cameras still probably bad. Polaroid cameras are what you use in ransom notes, not for fucking honeymoons, especially shots out of an airplane. But yeah, I
0: died. So, you want yeah, right, to have right, the right. guy at CVS see your new wife's you, titties.
1: You have two cameras. <laughs> you have two fucking cameras. Anyway, you got a porn cam, you got a vacation cam. There's got to be two. Everybody has that. But I digress. So, the pervert and his new wife go to the beach and he's like, let me take a bunch of saucy pictures of you on the dune. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and they're taking pictures when all of a sudden, Super Snake. Blast through the bush as the camera flashes and murders the lovers, who are later discovered by Donna and Taryn, and they actually find in the camera a snake selfie of just a picture, a Polaroid picture of this fake-ass snake with his eyebrows raised and his mouth open. Like, he's like, I wasn't ready for this, but it-.
0: I don't like the snake in this movie, period. It works so hard trying to make this snake play a role. And it does not matter at all.
1: I don't know. I I will say Seth's one redeeming scene is while his goons are busting into Donna and Terrence's bungalow to find out where the diamonds are. The radioactive super snake shows up and he freaks the fuck out, yeah. empties a clip on it, and then screams all in one breath. I can't believe what I just saw. Let's get out of here. It was one of the best reads of a line I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it was one shot, and he nailed it. All of his feelings were in that, and I I felt it. It really, really, it really came through.
2: If I had a handgun and saw a snake, that is exactly how I would react. I agree. Yeah. I if feel
1: you like saw contain if you saw contaminated snake, you empty it.
2: No, not even contaminated. Just a fucking snake. It dies. Uh,
1: I don't mind them, but if they're contaminated, they gotta go.
2: I mean, like a gardener snake. There are snakes that are cool. That was a big fucking snake, and it looked ugly. It was a boa. Yeah, yeah. No, I no. think
1: they were supposed to ship the boa. Cause remember the oh. snakes got switched. Maybe yeah.
3: So uh, that might be wrong. It just said boa. Yeah, it wouldn't be a boa actually because it had fangs and it bit. All right, I might not know what the fucking snake is, but I do know that Hard Ticket to Hawaii told us that it had deadly toxins from cancer-infected rats and that it will, quote, kill anybody it is in contact with.
1: Actually, I'm pretty sure it will just get cancer and die. (laughs) Well, no, they they said that as well,
2: that it's going to die. It'll, you know, the diseases that are coursing through its body are going to kill it in the next 36 hours. So just fuck off, let it be. We'll, we'll, We'll worry about it after it kills itself.
1: So, like, do cancer patients in their last 36 hours get fucking superpowers and go on, (laughs) like, a killing spree? Because I feel like this is severely underreported, and I should get checked a lot more.
3: Do cancer patients have deadly toxins from cancer-infected rats?
1: You Google it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Dave's not here.
0: No, that was really weird because it felt like... They, they It felt like they thought, okay, well, we need a reason why they're gonna get bit and die immediately. Like, no, you can just say, oh, he got bit by a nine-foot-long snake and died. Yeah, that checks out. Absolutely. Right, right. We don't need any further justification. You can actually just say he saw a nine-foot-long snake and died, and I'll probably <laughs> buy it.
1: But make sure you put my obituary that I died then shit. <laughs>
2: No, you need to have your bracelet, Casey.
1: Oh, that's good. That's good. I really should keep that on me at all times. You know what? I feel like even if it was a cancerous, radioactive snake, it was still in pretty good shape. You know what I mean? It didn't look too worse for wear. I mean, other than it looked fake as shit and it moved like a badly animated hot dog. I mean,
2: the scene where it goes into what they supposedly wanted it to be a sewer but it was just a buried trash can in the ground <laughs> that one of the guys tripped over
3: a little plastic one yeah
2: yeah yeah and it no it totally just looked like somebody was pulling uh, a rubber snake it was supposed snake. to be a sewer I was yes. so
0: confused about why there was just a garbage lid did they bury their trash under. in
1: Hawaii <laughs> must be a local thing I don't know
3: uh, <laughs>
1: I'm glad that mystery's been solved
3: for days.
0: I'm really glad
1: we're all there to solve it together.
0: Thanks. I appreciate the help on that one.
1: No problem. Listen, only the buffoons tripped over the buried trash cans. That was one of the henchmen that was like flubbery and out of shape. Everybody else in this movie, minus Andy Sedaris and Mr. Chang, was in banging ass shape. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. I mean, some of that was surgical and paid for, but you know what? The rest of you was also, like, it's not like, oh, you just got like These, everybody was in top tier shape. Jade was fucking jacked. Jade was jacked.
2: Jade was jacked. Who was Donna's uh, civilian friend? Taryn. Taryn. Taryn was by and far the most in shape. Like, that midsection, did you look at her stomach at all? Like, I couldn't stop looking at it.
1: I'm gonna disagree and definitely say Rowdy. Wait,
2: what? A p- yeah, no, Rowdy. Jay
1: just works on her. his glamour muscles.
0: What about the oiled up bodybuilder chick at the end of the movie who literally just flexed at the camera for like oh, three? Shit. Oh, okay, yes. yeah, no, nope, nope. nope. yeah.
1: all right, she wins. But I would go. say second place is Rowdy. Like, not only is his body in shape, it looks like his face has a full fucking workout regimen. His whole face is muscular. I, it's just one of those where I'm like, personally, I don't think you're attractive, but every part of my body is like, yes, yes. No, like he's shaped like cowboy.
0: Johnny Bravo. That's weird. That's that's Jade. Oh, Rowdy's the, that's right. Rowdy's the one who looks like an Easter Island statue.
1: Holy shit, yeah. he was
3: Johnny Bravo.
1: <laughs> God, yeah. Johnny Janet. Bravo with really long hair.
3: Shitty cinema <laughs> epiphanies abound tonight
1: yes you don't know rowdy's the one that looks like his face has abs like and works out and listen i'm gonna say rowdy's also my favorite because donna's trying to give him a bunch of bad news and shit and she's like i'm trying to tell you and he cuts her off by saying i'm trying to suck the polish off your toes (laughs) Uh, okay she's complaining
0: she's complaining that She doesn't want him to controlling her life to which he replies. I don't want to control your life. I just want to suck the polish off your toes. Okay. So like, mm. don't
1: be mad later. Like pinky swear. You won't be mad when you find out I was trying to tell you, I backed into your fucking car and I just buried the lead with you controlling my life.
0: Everybody in this movie has the weirdest pickup lines.
1: After rowdy off camera must've got down there and got that polish off her toes. Uh, He does suffer from excessive chin biting in a makeout sesh, so I'm going to say cancel on that.
3: Right? You are really bothered by the chin biting.
1: Yeah, it's... You obsessed over it while we were watching. That is not sexy. That is not sexy.
3: Right, but I'm not Like Whatever, if I get a chin bite, I get a chin bite. uh, just like Okay, oh.
1: but he did like twelve chin bites. That's like a dude like sucking on your titty and then like making biscuits on your guts like a cat.
2: Like, like no. I yeah. Yeah, I I've accidentally like gone there, but it was like, whoops, sorry, I missed. He just continued like, nah, I'm going for that chin, baby.
1: He looked like a fucking goat, dude. Like, no. Do not maw on my face ever. Maybe that's his thing, don't kick shame.
0: Oh, uh, that was that was the greatest scene just because the chin biting was immediately followed by some Skinamax quality sex scenes where his <laughs> dick was clearly nowhere near any sexual organs.
1: and her diaphragm. It, yeah. Like he was like, not even her belly button. He was like fucking her diaphragm. Like, yeah. my dick's going to knock the wind out of you. Yeah. <laughs> right under the solar plexus rowdy's in like hermit crab sexual position if you catch my drift in a chair so he's that de- like i thought she had a strap-on on or had a dildo she had with her rigs <laughs> i was like oh shit, she's pegging and then uh, either they edited it out or he just really gets into like knocking his dick into ribs i'm I not really think, sure
2: i don't think that it was pegging i just think it was like the middle finger like, she was going up in the ass with just the middle finger. Like, no holes barred. I didn't even start Maybe. with a pinky.
1: Maybe. Like, you got to
2: work up to it.
1: Yeah, I feel like that might have been his first time. We got to watch something special happen on screen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, they had some Skinamax-esque scenes. Like, that one, they had the initial sex scene with her and Rowdy in the very beginning where her tits were. Like, again, less than two minutes in, we got tits out. I would say the biggest... Useless offender of this was Edie, the restaurant owner, who basically has her tits out without having them out in a sheer sheet she pretends is a dress. Yeah,
2: she. No, I want that dress for myself, but also. Yeah. (laughs) No, it was. in it. Yeah, it was classy, but yet, like, what? when you really looked, yeah, that was classy. If Everything I can trace was your
0: areola, uh, I don't think it's classy.
1: It was <laughs> tinted cellophane. It was just silk-tinted cellophane.
3: You could certainly wow. just With see the belt. whole fucking nipple.
0: But- I don't think Edie's restaurant is a terribly classy place to begin with because she has the world's horniest doorman working there.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. This is definitely like a multiple-time convicted rapist, sexual <laughs> harasser, dick-shower-in-a-kids-park kind of guy. Like, No human being can walk by without him being like, hey, sugar tits, nice dick, mandong. Like, I don't know. He was so fucking <laughs> no, creepy. No one best, escaped his wrath.
2: The best was... I'm going to give you the best seats in the house. My face. I said get it response? two
1: seconds before because I'm like, oh, God, no, no, no. As a waitress, I know never to fucking ans- ask the answer to that question. <laughs>
2: no. no, but he immediately gets put in his place by Donna, who's like, oh, is your nose bigger than your dick?
1: That was pretty fire, and I'm putting that one, i got to put that as my phone lock screen so I remember to use that sometime because it feels important.
3: I just like the idea that someone's going to pick up Casey's phone and it's just going to say, is your nose bigger than your dick? And they're going to go, what the fuck?
0: Who was that meant for? And obviously, the best line from The Horny Doorman was when they're referencing Patty Cakes, the hot waitress, and he just says, If you go down on her, you're going to be kissing the back of my head because I'll already (laughs) be there.
3: Uh, What? What does that fucking mean?
0: Excuse me?
1: Right. Okay, then move to the back, bro. You know what I mean?
2: All right, guys, big tits and small tits aside. We have one question for the last movie in Destination shitty cinema. Would you watch it again? Casey, we've watched this before. I know that I enjoy it, but 1987's Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Would you sit down and watch it again?
1: Big Guns, Big Snakes, Big Tits, High Stakes. Hell yeah. What a great group movie <laughs> to toss on at a party. Yes, I would absolutely watch Hard ticket to Hawaii again. I love this movie.
3: How much time did you spend on that first part?
1: Nah, eh, about forty five seconds. All right. <laughs> it's just listen. This film has everything you want in an action film. It has the the creator of the film in it. It has a poster for another one of his films that he made in the background. There's a Malibu Express poster. In Taryn and Edie's house. that They're like, oh, but I just love this movie. Like, did I just watch a 95-minute commercial? Maybe. But you know what? I don't fucking care because it had constant action or constant tits. They even found a way to bring four tits, a handful of diamonds, and a hot tub together. So, yes, I would watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii.
2: I'm making that the next single for my punk album.
1: Oh, I'm so glad. Jay? Hard ticket to Hawaii, would you watch it again?
2: There's so much we didn't
1: even
3: cover. There's an entire scene where a character rants on about vitamins, which culminates in him (laughs) proclaiming how taking a ton of vitamin C makes your piss glow colors, which makes it respectable in some way to people. And we also had a scene where Taryn and Donna are in a jacuzzi, topless, and they're awkwardly fondling diamonds together. And it is a really strange and uncomfortable scene. There's just so much in this, and there's brilliant writing. Like, if brains were bird shit, you'd have a clean cage. Oh, shit. Or, when Jade discovers Edie tied up, he says, Look at this. Kinky sex. I'll go get the midgets and the whips. So, for those just fantastic things, yes. Of course I'm gonna fucking watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii again. I don't think that's a surprise. But Dave, what about you? 1987's Hard Ticket to Hawaii... Would you watch it again?
0: See, everything you just said was great writing. Sounds like terrible writing to me. <laughs> like Most of those sounded like an edgy Dick Tracy villain.
1: Do you live in the upside down world? <laughs> All right. Um... Uh...
0: Juice, you almost slipped up and referred to this as do or die, and I think that says a lot about the <laughs> film and the entire series it comes they from. They
1: didn't have a blow-up doll in do or die.
0: The very, the basic action movie that's here is one that you've seen a lot if you've seen any of this type of tit action from the 80s. But... There is a lot of weird shit stacked on top of that. We never even mentioned Taryn's obsession with James Bond that she talks about throughout the movie. It adds absolutely nothing to the film and doesn't need to be there. The snake just looks... It's, it's some of the worst puppetry I've ever seen in my life. It does not help the story. It would be better off without him. There is so much extra weird bullshit stacked on top of this movie. And yeah, it doesn't need to be there, but it also is something to actually pay attention to in it. And I think that's why this became the cult hit that it has. It's not big, but it's reasonably well known, especially for a Sedaris film. So if you're going to watch anything from this shitbag director, which you really shouldn't, he's not good. But if you're going to watch anything from him, this is the one to watch. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm going to watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii again.
1: Yes, Mom said I can spend the night.
0: Uh, but at the end of the day, Juice, it comes down to you. This was your film. So 1987,
2: Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Would you watch it again? When you can get a man that sidearm wields a fucking quad barrel rocket launcher, you, you got me. We had babes, we had bombs, and we had explosions. I'm all about this movie. Goddamn right I'm going to sit down and watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii again. Cinemites, you got the verdict. It is four for four. We are going to sit down and watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii again. It is a wonderful film. It is not a wonderful film. It is. But I'm going to say that it is a wonderful film. You will enjoy yourself and you will laugh. So give it a watch. We recommend
3: giving it
1: a watch. This is a great movie to watch with friends. Throw on in the background of a party because just any any look you give it in 30 seconds, something absolutely ridiculous is going to happen and you will enjoy it.
2: Well, Casey, I hope you can continue our streak of enjoyment next week. We're getting into a new month. What are we doing next month?
1: We are bringing it to the bottom of the barrel with Razzie award-winning Razzie Berry Beret. Yes, we are picking movies that have actually won Razzie Awards. So I'm going to kick this month off with Showgirls. No way. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Bonus I'm so, points ha- so excited for this film because it is a classic.
2: It's I a classic. absolutely love this movie. It is not a classic.
1: It is a classic.
2: This is a cinema fucking masterpiece right here.
1: Absolutely. I 100% agree. But pipe the fuck down. Chill out. We, we're we so excited. We're so scared. But we're going to have to wait till next week. In the meantime, thank you for listening. Do you have a shitty movie you want to torture us with? Get at us at Casey, Jay, Juice, or Dave, all at ShittyCinema.com. Check out Patreon, and let's turn off the lights, check the toilet seat, uh-huh. and hopefully finally feel safe to pee again. <coughs>